1: Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of VikingAge.com. My name is Chris Shad. Uh, <laughs> totally out of breath after realizing <laughs> one of the doors is open in my apartment, but we're okay. Uh, I write for the Viking Age Zone coverage, bring me the news and the Brookings Register. And we do this every Monday with a late week episode right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. And we are in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, make sure you rate, comment, like, and subscribe. So you never miss a new episode, and we can spread the word to the masses. Today's guest is the host of the Vikings Happy Hour podcast. He is formerly of the Daily Norseman and the Vikings Wire, and his name is Matt Anderson.
2: Welcome back to the show, Matt. Thank you very much for having me. I know it's uh, it's been a little bit here, but the offseason's in full swing, so I'm ready to get down and talk Vikings.
1: And it's funny you mention that, because uh, just when... We have all the answers in the outline written for the show. Kirk Cousins goes ahead and changes all the questions. Um, that's a very poor, rowdy, Roddy Piper reference. But uh, <laughs> it, it is exactly what's going on because late last night... We had another development in what is now known league-wide or not league-wide, but at least in Viking circles as Kirk Watch 2024. The Minnesota Vikings are apparently being trolled by the Atlanta Falcons who are going hard after Kirk Cousins. Zach Klein, who is the sports director at WSB-TV in Atlanta, says the Falcons are going to do whatever it takes to sign Cousins via the Dukes and Bell Show on 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. Great sports talk name, by the way. I just want to get that <laughs> out of the way. Like you got the game. Yeah. We got uh, KXF or I i guess I can say it. K fan. Uh, you know, you got, you know, morning show with beanie in the dip and uh, mozzarella sticks and pasta sauce or whatever. Like, you know, all that stuff. Anyway, I, I, I haven't had my coffee yet. So we're just kind of all, all good here. Man. Yeah. I just finished mine. <laughs> we're all good now. Well, Klein went on to say all eyes, all arrows, everything points towards Kirk Cousins. Arthur Blank has basically told this front office, do what you got to do, pay what you got to pay, get it done. So everybody I've talked to, agents, other coaches, scouts, guys around the league, that's the feeling that they are saying of what they are hearing is that that the Falcons will put all their attention on Kirk Cousins moving forward. Now, some of you may also sit there and go, Okay, well, what about Justin Fields? Because there was a lot of steam about Justin Fields to the Falcons this week. Uh, Paul Allen of KFAN said, right before I left Indy yesterday from somebody I really, really trust, I was told Atlanta prefers Cousins over Fields. And quite
2: honestly, it's not close. Is Kirk Cousins going to be an Atlanta Falcon? I mean, it's it's always tough to decipher this time of year what is just like agents kind of pushing like teams' narratives in a certain direction to try and get something else to happen. Um, but this Kirk Cousins stuff is everywhere right now. Um, you mentioned too, there was another one this morning from uh, Diana Rossini from The Athletic, and she was asked a question in her podcast, what is the most likely uh, thing to happen this offseason? And she says, Kirk leaving Minnesota. And, you know, I think when you look at the Vikings, when you look at Kirk Cousins, it seems like the appropriate time to maybe for this split to kind of happen. Um, but, I, I mean, Atlanta surprises me, I guess. I I know his wife's from there, and we've heard about the the rumors of him wanting to go to Atlanta, but I really thought that um, you know, maybe he would go somewhere else, um, or just stay, stay put. But, you know, if Atlanta's the team to take him, I think that honestly gives him the best shot um, at, at winning a Super Bowl. And and I love the Vikings, but I don't think they're they're right there ready to compete for a Super Bowl yet. When I mean, you look at the Falcons, they have a good defense, a lot of young weapons across the board. Uh new head coach with Raheem Morris, which also comes from the Rams. Zach Robinson, the offensive coordinator, so Kirk Cousins has that familiarity with the McVay kind of offensive scheme um so it, it, it kind of all the stars are kind of all aligning for kirk cousins to go there and I, I think i'm buying in on it like the one thing that kind of stands
1: out to me is like a vikings and falcons side by side comparison like if you were in kirk cousins shoes and looking at the two teams side by side it's kind of like what, what do you want to do and i think a lot of people say if kirk cousins wants to win he'll take a pay cut with the Vikings. but but you also have to look at the vikings right now I don't think Daniil Hunter's coming back. Like I don't either. from what Quasi Adolfo Mensa said at the combine, just kind of, well, you know, uh we're we're gonna talk, we're gonna we're gonna do things. Like I, I don't <laughs> think he's coming back. I think they put him on the back burner for the last time, uh, after
2: you know how many years? In one comment uh, on that though, like I don't yeah. think I don't think it's because uh, like Kwesi and Kevin O'Connell don't want Daniel Hunter back. But when you look at Daniel Hunter and his whole career, I feel like for the first handful of years, we were like, this dude's so good. He's so underpaid. Then he got hurt. Like this dude has never fully been able to cash in, stayed healthy for a full year here. I mean, he would be stupid not to go test the market right now and try to get everything he can. I mean, he's only got a finite amount of time left in in the league. So go cash in. No hard feelings here, Daniel Hunter, if, if you... If you take off, this could be his last big deal too.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, with those yeah. injuries that you mentioned, I mean, two years down the road, is he going to be in this same form? You know, he picked a great time to have 16 and a half sacks. So, <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, you know, there's one position you have to fill because there is nobody around, like people were clowning the decision to move Marcus Davenport's, you know, void date back. And they're like, why would you bring him back? Cause you don't have anyone. Like your best, your best pass rushers right now are Andre Carter, uh, the second, and you also have Patrick Jones, the third, that's going to be really hard to keep straight if they're both on the same team again next year. But yes, like, you know, you can go out and sign a guy in free agency, but you have to get that, you know, you need help at corner. You need, uh, you know, as I said it, a grown ass man in the defensive (laughs) line, you need a guard, probably need a third receiver. Uh, You need a running back. We'll talk about that later. You need all of these things. And, oh, yeah, you got to pay Kirk Cousins. You know, I think Bill Barnwell put it at $51 million. I don't think it goes that high. But, you know, you're at least looking at 40 at this point. And, you know, it's just funny to me, you know, if, if, okay, well, Kirk's going to take a pay cut. He's got a better chance to win at Atlanta right now. Like this Mm -hmm. team is not built to win with Kirk cousins. Sorry. I, I mean, yeah. you know, it's nothing against the guy. It's just, that is where the Vikings are right
2: now. Well, and also, I mean, and this is no slight on Kirk cousins. I I'm, I'm always a proponent for players going to get as much as they can because their careers are so short, but like at what point in Kirk cousins career, has he ever given the indication that he's going to take a pay cut? like it's never happened. That's why he left Washington. That's, I mean, the deals he signed here, they weren't like below average market deals. Like he hasn't taken a pay cut. So this would be a shift in Kirk Cousins whole career. If he all of a sudden decides, you know what? I am going to take a little hometown discount, stay with the Vikings, see what we can do here. But even still, if they gave him a contract, I cannot see anything longer than another one or maybe two year deal from the Vikings to Kirk Cousins. So I just don't think the things are kind of matching the way they probably would have in previous years. And if you bring him back, what are you doing? Like, again, that's prolonging that, the inevitable, which is you got to You got to find somebody new eventually.
1: Correct. Like, like, that's the thing. It's, you know, we hope like if you bring Kirk Cousins back, you're hoping he's Rich Gannon, right? I think mm-hmm. Rich Gannon won an MVP award at 37 with the Raiders. Like that's basically or like uh I heard Carson Palmer with the Cardinals brought up like you're hoping for but yeah. I, I mean I don't think you have the weapons around them to I mean Rich Gannon had Jerry Rice and Tim Brown at receiver, like the Cardinals had Larry Fitzgerald, um Anquan Bolden, I believe. Like that they were pretty loaded up as well. Like the Vikings, yeah, they got good weapons at receivers, but they don't they don't have a deep they don't have you know things. And to the Vikings' credit, they're saying all the right things to keep this going. And I expected nothing less. Kwesi Adolfa talked to reporters on Tuesday, said there's been dialogue, which makes sense because Kirk said the conversations don't start until March. And hey, it's, it's March <laughs> 1st. 1st. What do you know? Um, Kwesi's exact quote was, at the end of the day, it's we have our interests. He has his. We get to the table. We see what we can figure out, how to create a solution and how to meet in the middle. He did go on to say, Kirk is a great leader and somebody we can win the ultimate prize with. And then you had Kevin O'Connell, who uh, said this multiple times. This was during the press conference. Kirk knows how I feel about him. I've held no secrets there. He knows how the Minnesota Vikings feel about him. I believe Kirk wants to be a Viking and to try the outcome. Usually he later talked to Provo and said he wants him back next season. And then things got weird. He was just like, you know, you know how I feel about Kirk. You know, sometimes I look at Kirk as this angel singer ascending from the heavens. And he's about to sing with Creed and they played the opening notes to hire. And I'm just in the front row, seven beers deep, just hammered drunk. Um, actually, he didn't say that. But I'm sure it was going down
2: that road. It would be awesome if he did say that.
1: Like, does this not feel like something we saw with Dalvin Cook or Adam Thielen or even Anthony Barr a couple of years ago where the Vikings are like, hey, we love you. We'd love to have you back. but. Not at that price, buddy. We're sorry.
2: I think this one, at least to me personally, this one feels a little bit different. And I think for the first time in the Kevin O'Connell Quaysey sort of relationship, there might be a little bit of tension. And I, tension's a loose term that I'm using here. I, I don't think they're like at each other's throats like Rick and Zim were at, at points uh, with their tenure. But I think Kevin O'Connell really does want Kirk Cousins back. I think he feels the safest um, he can. Give the Vikings the best product on the field with Kirk Cousins, but Quaysee is on the flip side of that, and he's got to figure out the financials. He's got to figure out the future state of the roster. And Quaysee's sitting over there like, you know, the 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 blueprint to kind of getting to a Super Bowl is there. You got to kind of have a, a guy either top in the league or a rookie cor- on the rookie quarterback contract. And so I think they're they're sort of at odds right now, and it'll be it'll be interesting to kind of see who who wins out here. But at the end of the day. And this is coming from a Kevin O'Connell stand here. Uh, Kevin O'Connell just needs to to play with what he gets from Kwayze. Um and I, you know he 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 can want Kirk all he wants, but Quaysey, in my opinion, is probably going to have that final say or the WILFs for that. <laughs> yeah,
1: and as we saw the bottom of the screen, uh, you know top quarterback or a rookie quarterback, you know, Kirk cousins has one playoff win in six years with the Vikings. You want to go back to Washington. He didn't win a playoff game there either. Like I was talking with a friend this morning and I said, at some point you got to cut the umbilical cord from daddy and be like, okay, this isn't working out. I got to go on on my own. Now I gotta, I gotta make friends and do a new job and whatever. It's kind of, you know, it's just kind of, Hey, it's not that it's not you. It's us. It's us. We need to go. We need to see other people. We need to do other things. Like, it's not going to work and you know here's the other thing too people tend to lie at these press conferences at the oh combine yeah because oh yeah they don't want to tip their hand even though the vikings do that an awful lot uh and, and they don't want to drive the price up on a prospective free agent like rick spielman getting up at the podium saying we're not going to trade percy harvin or stefan diggs <laughs> they were traded a few weeks later uh yeah. Raheem Morris said he wouldn't be in Atlanta if it wasn't for the quarterback position next thing you know they're attached to Justin Fields they're attached mm-hmm. to Kirk Cousins like they may be using Cousins to lower the price on a Justin Fields trade like yeah. that you know we know you're taking Caleb Williams we- we'll just go sign Kirk Cousins what do you think about that my mm-hmm. poll's like no give me more draft picks and then yeah. uh you also have Antonio Pierce up there saying, well, we don't want a Band-Aid at quarterback. I don't know, 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns a year doesn't seem like a Band-Aid to me, but again, he is 36, he is coming off. You could really you know, lean into that Rich Gannon career arc if you do that. Like I just think the Vikings are calling Cousins his bluff. And they say, he's saying, hey, I can get a better deal than this. And they're saying, go find it. If you find it, take it. If you don't, you don't. I, I really think that's what's going on
2: here. Yeah, I mean, I think the Vikings have that that price limit set for Kirk and um, you know, it's it's probably on the table. Kirk can sign it today if he wanted to, at least that's my probably understanding of, of the situation, but Kirk probably does think he can get more out there and he probably will. Honestly, I mean teams will over Kirk cousins is by far the best quarterback free agent in this You know, in this year. So if you're a team like the Steelers, if you're a team like the Raiders, if you're a team like the Falcons, I mean, the Titans won't do it because they just got Will Levis. But those three teams that I mentioned, Kirk would be a pretty good fit there. Um, I'd have to imagine Mike Tomlin, and I I know we haven't heard much Steeler buzz, but I have to imagine Mike Tomlin would love to have a guy like Kirk Cousins at quarterback uh, to kind of go into that team. They just they've had instability since Roethlisberger left. So
1: well, and what about Sean Payton? The Broncos haven't said anything yeah. about the quarterback position. We all know we they're releasing Russell Wilson. Last week. We all know they're releasing Russell Wilson. Like, I, I don't I cannot see Sean Payton starting a rookie quarterback week one. Like that would <laughs> that's true. I, I don't think and I mean he's not a spring chicken either, so he's probably like it, it's a lot like the Belichick thing. Like when Belichick was rumored in Atlanta, everybody was like, Oh, Kirk Cousins is gonna go there because. Belichick isn't wasting his time at uh, how old is he? 73, 74. I mean, he's up there like he's not going to go in there and be like, I'm going to develop this quarterback for five years. No, no, we we need to go now if we're going to do this thing. And I think that might have been why he's not in Atlanta and you see Raheem Morris there. Um, Here's another factor that might play into this whole thing. Josh McCown was hired by the Vikings as quarterback coach earlier this week, and they had great timing. Because they went to the podium, they got their press conferences done, but I'm like, oh, by the way, uh, we have a new quarterback coach. And it's an interesting hire because McCown spent last year as Carolina's quarterback coach, but he was fired because Dave Tepper has the patience of a toddler. Uh, And then he was quarterback coach, or he was a quarterback, rather, during Kevin O'Connell's stint as a quarterback coach with the Cleveland Browns. Now, his agent is Mike McCartney, who represents Kirk Cousins. He also coached Drake May in high school and started him over his own son. So a lot of people have said that it will be on the Minnesota citizenship test here in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Um, Do you think a Drake may Kirk cousins plan with
2: both of them could work for the Vikings? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think in an ideal situation, that's what the Vikings wanted. Unfortunately, I think that that plan should have taken place last year, which I think they tried right with Anthony Richardson. Um, I'm not writing it off by any means. I, in fact, May for me at the current moment is my is my quarterback 4. Um I know people are really high on him. I think there's a little bit more for him to sort of develop and I think that would be a perfect situation for him to come in, sit behind Kirk Cousins, kind of have a year sort of like Jordan Love. He had obviously had more years in, in Green Bay, but just take a year before you're thrust into the fire. Um so I I do think it could work. Um I just I just think you have to make a decision though. I, like I think it needs to be one or the other. It can work if they want to do it that way, but I think you either need to commit to the the kirk route or commit to the the rookie quarterback route i don't i don't like the in-between kind of stuff because the second kirk cousins struggles which you you know he might we don't know what he's going to be like after this achilles injury um you know fans will be clamoring for for the next guy to come in
1: and that's why i think this whole kirk thing if you bring him back you have to go as quasi put it full rams you have to kick mm-hmm. money down the road. You have to, you know, get all your stuff in the draft, and you need to go wild in free agency. And by the way, that free agent market is already drying up. Justin yeah. Justin Maduque is getting the franchise tag. Lejarius Need is getting the franchise tag. Um, There's probably more that I didn't see, but I mean, Christian Wilkins is rumored to get a franchise tag. Like there is not immediate help in this fr- this free agent class that the Vikings can just kick money down the road and be like all right Kirk you can come back we're going to sign a whole bunch of guys and beef up this roster and we'll be fine it's just not there like i look at drake may and i see a lot of good qualities right if you yeah. if you look at him he looks like a franchise quarterback i believe he's 64 225 the kind of guy that you would create if you were creating an NCAA 14 prospect right he had a 75% adjusted completion rate last year that's about average when it comes to uh, uh pff's ratings and that's you know accounting for drops, throwaways, uh, quarterback spikes, stuff like that. Uh, He was in the top 10 of big-time throw percentage and turnover-worthy play rate last year. Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix Jr. are the other two prospects in this class that were able to pull that off last year. He had some issues with decision-making under pressure, and a lot of people talk about his footwork and stuff, but he could be coached up. And Kevin O'Connell said during his press conference, too, his non-negotiables were quarterback has to be accurate. May's pretty accurate. He has to be able to process information. You can develop that. And he has to have a baseline level of toughness. And May started just about every game for North Carolina. I, I don't know if he missed one to injury or not, but he's been out there. So I feel like it fits, but is it is it worth it to trade up? Like if you bring back Cousins, I say hell no. But even if you do, like... You know, what do you think about the potential of trading up for a quarterback like May, or is there somebody else that you would target?
2: I mean, each each regime typically gets, you know, one shot at their franchise quarterback, right? And so if you're going to make a move like this, you better be damn sure that any weakness that that quarterback has, you can truly coach and develop and make them, you know, a better player than they are prospect today. Um, I'm all for trading future draft capital to move up and get, Whoever it is, really, you know, I know I, I said May was my, my QB for I'm just a, a Viking scrub here on the sideline doing my own sort of analysis on, on these guys. These guys have way more information, way more knowledge of, of what goes into this. So I trust them implicitly. If, if if they identify a guy that they want to go get, go do it. Go get your guy, and and we're all in. You know that's that's kind of the path we're going to take here. Um, as far as like the the assets that it would cost to trade up, that stuff doesn't really bother me because again, when we're getting a rookie QB, we're going to see benefits elsewhere, right? We're going to get a luxury of cap space with that rookie QB deal, um, and we can address some more needs. And maybe go after some higher quality free agents in the fall, in the future years. Um, and so, you know, there's there's sort of a give and take. But yeah, I'm all in on, on trading up. Um, my preference wouldn't be for May. Uh, I I don't I don't think Caleb Williams is attainable. Jaden Daniels probably isn't attainable either. So it's really kind of between McCarthy and uh, and May and McCarthy would be my pick. I think he's the safest quarterback in this draft class. To be perfectly honest, um, but I'll be happy with anyone they and the, anyone that they grab. Um, and, and we'll we'll support him. What do you what do you like about McCarthy uh, that makes you believe he's
1: the safest quarterback in this class?
2: You know, I think when people look at him, and the, the reason he's getting the late buzz now is because sample size, right? He just didn't have as many you know, run heavy offense in Michigan. Um, but when you when you break down the the stats, and I'm going to give a shout out to Nick Miller here, who's, who's kind of with Vikings Happy Hour and, and climbing the pocket. He's going to be some- with the
1: Viking age too. Ooh. So. I don't know if uh, I was supposed to say that, but okay. It's it's <laughs> out there now. Congrats, Nick.
2: Welcome to the team. But um, but he's been doing some great work, uh, you know, just kind of breaking down third and longs and in under pressure and win blitz and all this kind of stuff. And when you break it all down, McCarthy leads the way in pretty much all of those stats. Third and long, he's got some of the best passer rating. Um, he's an accurate thrower, uh, Good uh, at pre-snap reads. Um, I think that's a very underrated uh, trait that he has. He can deliver all the throws. We've seen it, um, especially if you watch the little combine clip yesterday of him throwing in the hotel lobby. Um, but you know, I just think he's a good quarterback. He's got the, a good frame, um, and he fits pretty much everything that Kevin O'Connell would want in a quarterback. Um, but with Drake May, he's got the bigger ceiling. I would say. I, I think if you if you go that route and he actually hits a, on, as a prospect like that you're talking like Josh Allen type stuff there. So I like McCarthy because it's safe. I understand if they want to go for the, the big home run there with uh, Drake
1: McCarthy is interesting to me because when you do throw on the tape, you see a lot of the things that you mentioned, like throwing on the run, very good. And, and that's the other thing too, with McCarthy in this class is that his age, he's only 20 years old. I think he's going to turn 21 in a couple of months. Like some of these guys, you know, people like Michael Penix Jr. Well, his knees are like ribs in an air fryer and he's 24 years old. Like, yeah, I, I know he can sling it all over the field. That's awesome and everything, but it's not really a quarterback. like Bo Nix, 24 years old, good arm fits the prototype that Kevin O'Connell wants in a quarterback, but he's also been in college for super long. He's got this weird vibe with him. Um, not a guy I would probably use a high draft pick on. Like I'm not taking him at 11. That, that's right. basically what I'm saying. Right. Right. But, You know, even just the mindset, I think that's what people are really gravitating towards McCarthy for is he just seems like he's got a level head on his shoulders. And I know some people are like out because of the weird meditation stuff or whatever. All athletes do it like athletes do like weird, like uh, Pedro Serrano shit before games. Now, like that (laughs) is like, I don't know if they have Joe Boo in their locker and they are giving him rum or whatever, but like they do things to get themselves in the zone. And McCarthy met with the Vikings too. And he said this morning, I got to look and see where I put that quote. Oh, everything. So he said that Kevin O'Connell was a lot taller than he thought. That was his first uh, impression of the beating. And then he said everything about what they wanted out of a quarterback. It's something that aligns with what I want. Just being able to get on the board with them and go through their plays. It was something really special and I enjoyed it Um, on the other Takeaway I have from that, he's not getting to pick twelve. Like I know Mel Kuyper Jr. had that in his latest mock. No, I like. Where do you think the Vikings need to trade up in order to get McCarthy?
2: I think you have to go top five, and you know free agency will kind of dictate that. I think the Chargers are actually a really good spot to potentially go up and try and get somebody. We've heard rumors that New England will not maybe want to trade back. I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's so much to kind of unfold in the next month or two. But I think you have to go top five if you want to get the, uh, one of these quarterbacks because. um the second you slip past that, you sort of open it up to other teams. I don't know who or where I saw it. I actually think it was Nick Miller again. Um, but he brought up a good point. You know, when when you got the Raiders in Denver, um, I doubt the Chargers would trade with them to potentially give them a franchise quarterback because I assume that's why they would trade up in that situation. Um, I can't imagine Arizona's going to move if like Marvin Harrison Jr. is on the board. So it's really like three or five for me. I think that's where you kind of have to go to. I don't see them getting into the top too, but, um, so yeah, it's going to cost you a little bit though. And I think a
1: wild card in this is Jim Harbaugh, isn't it? Because if Jim Harbaugh is sitting there at five and McCarthy's on the board. I don't think he would take McCarthy at five. Like that would be insane, but (laughs)
2: like
1: looking at, looking at McCarthy and he's going, well, I don't really know, but he, he also has to know he's got to go somewhere, right? So, yeah. I mean, if the Vikings come with, hey, we'll give you a two first and whatever you want for this pick so we could take McCarthy, they're going to take it because they already have their franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, You know, it, it, it's just going to be wild how that top 10 unfolds. And, you know, honestly, if you're a fan of trading up in the draft, hoping Kirk Cousins goes to Atlanta, that would be a major, this is going to sound weird. It would be a major win for the Vikings because yeah. That's one team out of the Derby. That's a team that was going to be very aggressive. And now you don't have to compete with them. So as this kind of unfolds, I mean, we still got two weeks to go before we even get a decision because I don't think Cousins can make anything official until his contract voids on March 11th. Uh, It's going to be wild. We're going to see stuff like this. We're going to talk more about the quarterback position and everything else. But whoever the quarterback, they will be throwing to Justin Jefferson next season Kwesi Adolfo Mensa went to the podium on Tuesday, like we mentioned, and he said some good things about Justin Jefferson, including you've got a blue player and a blue person. You try to keep as many of those as you can. He also said that Jefferson is one of the best receivers in the league and should be compensated as such, both as a receiver and a non-quarterback. He also said the Vikings got unbelievably close and that trading Justin Jefferson has not crossed his mind. So do you think the holdup with a new deal is either more to do with the Vikings or Justin Jefferson's camp trying to get a new deal?
2: I think it's just more to do with the Vikings. I think the Vikings are just sort of taking their time here in the next couple of weeks to to figure out where their future is going, right? I think they have obviously scenarios of which path they're going to take, uh, but they want to see a few chips fall before they before they make the Je- Jefferson contract. That, in, in my mind, it's it's like a, a done deal in a sense. I, I think that they have the framework set up. It's just kind of fine tuning the, the last sort of details. And I think they'll get it done this off season at some point. Um, but Jefferson should be in no rush either. Cause he's going to get paid regardless. He put up a great season again when he was healthy. Um, he showed how dominant he still was and he's still young. So I don't think there's any concern on Jefferson's side that he'll get paid one way or another. Um, And so I I don't really buy the rumors of he's open for a trade or this isn't like a a disgruntled receiver. He's the face of the franchise and he's represented us very well throughout the offseason too. And I know people want to try and piece rumors together. Like, well, he said he wants Kirk and, you know, I've been part of that fun too. But um, at the same time, he's also said, you know, if Kirk's not here, you know, I'll go with whoever's throwing me the ball. Like he's, he's going to be fine with it.
1: Yeah. And it's easy to remember that Dustin Jefferson had a thousand yards with four different quarterbacks throwing him the ball last year. Like you don't want to create a Deandre Hopkins with a Texan situation early in his career where he was like catching passes from Brock Osweiler and Brian Hoyer. And like every, I I think he caught a pass from Josh McCown at one point. I'm not sure on that, but I mean, it was just a revolving door. Like he is going to, I mean, if they put the money in front of him, he will sign at some point. I think it's just For a sure. matter of fine tuning everything else. There's a reason why I didn't lead off with this topic because I don't think it's true. And from the Vikings standpoint, you know, a lot of people are kind of shitting on like the hypothetical trades that are being tossed out there. And some of them are dumb, like Marquez Valdez, Scantling in a first and a second round pick. Well, MVS just got cut, So that's not happening. But I mean, yeah, there, there was another deal. Uh, I believe it was a Texans fan floated out there and it was like Tank Dell a first, a second, and something else. And he's like, that's not enough. Well, that's what teams are going to offer because they know they have to pay them. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of how NFL trades work. Like, I, I don't make the rules here. Nobody's going to give you an RG3 trade for Justin Jefferson because he plays receiver. Yeah. And you know, people are balking at that price too. Well, 35 million is a lot of money. Quarterbacks are going to make 50. Kirk Cousins yeah. might make 50 million when this thing is all said and done. So yeah. I mean, lesser of two evils, I would rather pay Justin Jefferson. Go get your quarterback of the future, because then you can go up to your quarterback and go, hey, um, not really sure what to do here. C18 over there? Yeah. Throw it towards him. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Yeah. But, but he's bring no, it down. no, 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 no. Don't. throw it towards him. Just <laughs> go for it. What what were you doing there? Oh, I, I was just like, uh, ah, Justin Jefferson. Okay. Yeah, totally get it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, So with that out of the way, I mean, I don't really have a good transition there because like I said, I don't think he's getting traded. I think this Uh, eventually gets done. And I I think a lot of it's just kind of we're bored on the Internet. Let's go throw some shit online.
2: Exactly, um, exactly.
1: Some stuff that is real is Alexander Madison getting cut by the Vikings. Yeah. It was presumed that Madison would be on the team next year because he had a bunch of guaranteed money next season. That money did not kick in until the start of the league year, and it was an injury guarantee. So the Vikings release him. They're going to save $3.35 million against the salary cap. Uh, what
2: does this move say about the Vikings' plans for the running game? It either means they... Identified a running back in either free agency, which is stacked. If um, if you, you want to go get somebody there, or they really trust Ty Chandler to take over. I mean, he he did look impressive in some of the games that he had. I know some of it, some of the games he didn't have great yard per carry, but um, you know, I, I think he showed explosion um, and and an ability to kind of be at least a part of the, of next year's uh, running back group. So, you know, it just seemed even with the dead cap, I sort of wondered if they would cut Alexander Madison. It just, it just wasn't working. Um, And I feel bad because I think Alexander Madison, the person is, is a really good guy. Um, We know what he does off the field. You know, he's gotten a lot of flack from Viking fans over the last couple of years and he's maintained a pretty level head and, and positivity there. Um, But it just seems it just seemed inevitable, and now that you get some money back on that um, with releasing him, it makes even more sense. So I think Ty Chandler showed enough to maybe trust, give uh, give the coaching staff some trust in this next season. Um, but we'll see. You know, I, I know Viking fans have talked about Saquon Barkley, uh, Austin Eckler's out there. I know he's a little bit older and maybe lost a step, but it's a veteran running back. Um, you got Tony Pollard, Derek Henry. I mean, there's guys out there, and there's no question that one area that Vikings offense has to improve is the running game next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I look at this move in a couple of lenses. So first of all, I blame the Vikings for this, like with Alexander Madison, like you mentioned hundred percent, good human, like good dude, like mental health work, um, helping the community, all of that stuff. Like, you know, I've shit on Alexander Madison, the football player, like throughout the entire year, but it really never was about them. It was more about the Vikings because they wanted to do this whole cheap running back by committee thing. Uh, They drafted Dwayne McBride to be their Isaiah Pacheco. And from Madison's standpoint, you know, if you're in free agency, the Vikings call you and say, hey, we're going to give you this pretty much fully guaranteed deal to be our starter next year. Like, why wouldn't you take it? Like, yeah. Like that is a golden opportunity. So I don't blame him at all. Like some Vikings fans are going online and they're trashing the hell out of him. Like nothing against him. Like he basically was who he was last year. I blame Mm -hmm. the Vikings for putting Alexander Madison in that situation. And at the same time, I don't think the starting running back is on the roster next year. I know Ty Chandler had a couple of nice little runs and he's got the <laughs> speed and everything else and running backs really fickle. Like this time a year ago, we thought Kyron Williams sucked. And then he went and won us a whole bunch of fantasy football titles and yeah. everybody thinks he's one of the best backs in the league. Um, I wonder if the Vikings are going to change their scheme like to a power scheme and maybe get some more balls along the offensive line. Uh. Weird term to use, but I mean, at the same time, they're very finesse, you know, the zone read, they get, want the guys that can move. Now I want dudes that can like punch somebody in the throat and be like, yeah, my running backs 20 yards downfield. Now, what do you think about that? Like, that's what the Vikings need. And, you know, in the free agent market, do I want to pay Saquon Barkley? It would be fun, but I think you should use that money elsewhere. Um, bigger
2: needs
1: yeah yeah i mean josh jacobs doesn't really interest me maybe if you can get austin eckler tony pollard at a discount and maybe be that kind of lead back of a committee i would listen to that but i'm looking at the draft man i'm looking at guys that you can get uh lloyd out of usc uh there's another texas kid i can't remember his name right now
2: Uh, I'm not sure who
1: that one is. Yeah. Bucky Irving out of Oregon, the former uh, gopher. Of course we can't call him Bucky because we can't have a guy named Bucky on the gophers. (laughs) Like maybe that's why he transferred. He was like, this is messed up. I'm going to leave. Yeah. I I, I don't think you can march into next year with Ty Chandler as your RB1 because he's got flaws. Like you said, there were a lot of negative runs. You know, he's a liability in pass protection. He could always improve, but I'm getting somebody either in the free agency or the draft to kind of pair with him.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree for sure.
1: Um, last quick topic here, because I know you got a heart out here in a couple of minutes. <laughs> NFLPA report cards. Uh, the Vikings got a lot of A's, but we'll just put it that way. They're second overall in the report behind the Miami Dolphins. They got A's, nutritious, or excuse me, nutritionist, dietitian, locker room, training room, weight room, strength coaches, team travel, and an A plus for head coach and owner
2: uh very quickly what do you take out of these i mean i think it's it's kind of everything we knew right i I was a little surprised to see they dropped to two but maybe that has to do with maybe the adversity they faced last year maybe maybe the players played a factor in that but uh yeah i mean they they invested a lot of money into this facility everything it offers um you know, so it, it makes sense that they should be at the top of the league. And I also love to see that Kevin O'Connell and, and, and the the Wilfs are given A-pluses for their, you know, efforts as well. The The big thing when shifting away from Zimmer is the consensus was they want a coach that listens and is collaborative and, you know, is more accepting of ideas and all that kind of stuff. And that's sort of the comments that came with Kevin O'Connell in this, this survey here, um, that he was willing to listen, that he is open-minded and takes into consideration what what people are thinking and saying. And I think players really respect that. And it does pay dividends in a season when you do face adversity. Um, I know last season didn't end how they wanted to, but at no point during the season did I sense, you know, like an abandonment from Kevin O'Connell and and the sort of the vision he had for the team. So um, Kevin O'Connell is completely his authentic self to us, to his players and And I think it shows and it it shows in this grade as well.
1: Yeah, I agree too. I mean, does it solely contribute to a championship? No, because the worst owner in the league is Clark Hunt, who has a, (laughs) I I did not know this. It's a three story, six bedroom mansion at Arrowhead stadium, but they haven't touched the locker rooms, even though they've told them, they've said multiple times that we've renovated. No, it's the same thing. So, um, yeah, there's that. I I mean, (laughs) It it matters when you have free agents come here. It matters when you have rookies who, yeah. you know, get drafted to a place. Um, it does I mean, you see it with colleges all the time. Like, you know, they're building these lounges and these places for athletes to train and hang out, like South Dakota State, where I live over in Brookings, they have a big, you know, training facility with weight rooms and everything else, and this whole wing for athletes. Um it, I mean, it, you see even wilder things in Division One college football. Like yeah. that is kind of all the rage. And if you're you want to be a serious professional franchise, you need to keep up with that stuff. So yeah, that's basically wh- what I think about this. Um, we're running out of time here, so I'm going to ask you quick: What's going on at the Vikings Happy Hour? And where can people follow you on social media?
2: Yeah, so you can follow me at MattAnderson underscore eight on Twitter, X, whatever you call it. I still call it Twitter. Um, and then Vikings Happy Hour. You know, we've taken quite a bit of a break here. I think we stopped midseason. Uh, life got busy. Uh, people got kids, you know, so on and so forth. So there's conversations about potentially firing it up again here soon. Um, so more to come there. But uh, if, if you're if you're looking to get back on that bandwagon, just follow me on Twitter and There'll be an announcement when uh, when the time is right. So,
1: well, Matt, thank you for coming on, talking some Vikings with me today. But that's all the time we have for the Viking AIDS today. I am Chris Shad. Remember to follow me at the Real Chris Sad on X, Instagram, TikTok, whatever your social app of choice is. But we do this podcast every Monday and Thursday. Right here, late week episode, really. Right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. So make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe, so you never miss a new episode, and we can spread the word to the masses. For Matt Anderson, I am Chris Shad. This has been the Viking Age Podcast.